You're listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of your life. Now let us take some time to prepare our hearts and minds for reflection. The reading for Monday, June 4, 2018, is from the book of Genesis. The story of the Garden of Eden is really difficult to hear, not because the story is all that complex, but we've put so many divisive things into the story. It is an ancient story, told long before Abraham knew a God. It predates organized religion. Ironically, Modern arguments divide people and separate them from God, just like the story. Try to listen to this story without the baggage. What do you hear? How does it speak to you today? Let us listen to Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 through 15. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offsprings and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. In the seventh grade, our class went on a five-day field trip called the Ohio Tour. It was a trip in some ways wasted on junior high students. We visited all the unique historical sites of the great state of Ohio, which there is an abundance of. However, all I remember is my first real conversation about sex with the opposite sex. It was not a very risque conversation. Matter of fact, it was quite comical. 
One evening, while we stayed in a hotel, six of us found a quiet spot for idle conversation. We were divided equally, three boys and three girls. Like all junior high students who find themselves in mixed company, we looked for a way to talk about the forbidden subject, sex. One girl started the conversation with an accusation. Eric doesn't even know what the forbidden fruit is in the Bible. Immediately, all eyes were on me and everyone snickered. She was right. I didn't. Every attempt to fake it or change the subject only magnified my ignorance. Eventually, the girl who first made the accusation said, The forbidden fruit is sex. Oh my God! I can't believe you didn't know that. Her words isolated me from the rest of the group. Like Adam and Eve, I felt naked and ashamed, desperate for a place to hide. The focus of attention on my vulnerability forced me to see the whole world in isolation. It was all about my failure. Never did I consider I was not alone in the conversation. Most of the group were thankful the attention had not been placed on them. The junior high conversation became a competition between friends about who knew the most. The person who knew the most was better than everyone else. The Garden of Eden story and the thousands of years of interpretation have done the same thing. Who is to blame? Who is better, Adam or Eve? Why does God act this way? The only destination of these type of questions is division among people designed to be friends. When we divide, argue, blame, and rate each other, the only ones who pay the price is ourselves. It is an isolated, lonely place hidden from God. I've always found the words, where are you, comical. How omniscient can you be if you cannot find the only two people you created? However, today I hear them differently. They sound like words of emotional rescue, not a desire to know a physical location. Where are you is God calling to save, not just Adam and Eve, but you and I. Do you know where you are? You are dwelling in the midst of God's abundant creation. If you find yourself feeling isolated, naked, and ashamed, remember where you are, in the middle of God's abundant creation. Don't be afraid to come out into the light. God only wants you to know you're not alone. When did you feel isolated by a conversation among friends, and how many of your friends have been in the same situation? How can the question, where are you, help you find spiritual security? Today, where are you? Take a moment 
and tell God where you are today and where you would like God to be for you. Let us listen one more time to Genesis chapter 3. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate it. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offsprings and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Let us pray. God, teach us to be good stewards of the gifts you place in our care. When we are isolated, alone, and lost, call us out into a community of friends and make your presence known. Help us to see those in our midst in desperate need of the same loving community and strengthen us to bring healing to a love-starved world. In your name we pray. Amen. Now may God, whose power working in us, can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, and grant you the gifts of faith and hope. And may this almighty God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen.